What can help you take advantage of today's low mortgage rates and save money? Rocket can. You could save hundreds of dollars every month by refinancing with Rocket Mortgage at today's near historic low rates. If your current rate is over 4%, you could lower your payment by over $150 a month, saving thousands in interest every year. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. Savings are based on quick and loans, internal data, points and fees may apply. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states and analysts consumer access.org number 3030. What a race. What a fantabulous race we've witnessed in Bahrain, a circuit that we're not a great fan of. Um, a race that we never actually look forward to and the past has been approval of that. But Kunal Shah and Rishi Kapoor would officially like to apologise to everybody that's... <laughs> That's actually with that Grand Prix. What a race, Kunal. Brilliant. What a race, yes. Well, I'm going to make a slight correction. I'm a big fan of Bahrain and you know why. Because you've driven there. Show off. <laughs> <laughs> we never expected it. We were all going saying Bahrain, Bahrain. But it turned out to be a really exciting race. What a drive from Sebastian Vettel. I'm actually not a fan of Sebastian. But those initial first two laps, the way he overtook so cleanly, like a champion. I mean, now one would say, yes, he's a three times champion for something. Wow, so we, he has a Rishi Kapoor approval for being the three times <laughs> world champion. But you know, I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give you a perspective of how we had issues in China where we had drivers asking if they could overtake. Correct. And we had Bahrain where people were overtaking left, right, and center. So my question here is, was it Pirelli that made the big difference? I guess yes, because you know initially when we said Pirelli is getting the harder, comparatively harder tyres over here, it'll be like a two-stopper maximum. But we saw two, three, and four stops. Yeah, and all drivers who made two, three, or four stops made it to the top ten. So I mean, I'm not a statistical historian or whatever you call that, but I don't think that's happened in the history before, or maybe very rarely. Yes, let's start with driver by driver. First pole man, Nico Rosberg. Uh, feel a little bad for him. I don't know what went wrong. Maybe Hamilton's car was a little better. But I don't understand how you can go from pole to that position where he ended and behind your teammate who's got a penalty. Yeah, pole to P9. I mean, and you know, he always expected he'd go backwards. Mm -hmm. But hats off to Hamilton. I mean, he was happy to be in P5. And mm -hmm. I guess... We also are probably happy to see him there. <laughs> yes, uh, Hamilton actually did not end up fighting with a lot of people. Not so much overtaking, not so much defence. So I guess he could just make that one pitch stop less count. Yeah, possibly. But a great drive by him. Strategy predictions went all over the place. But Vettel, yes. I think he could have won very easily. Everybody's saying maybe he was on a better strategy than Kimi or maybe Alonso could have won had he not had the problem. What is your take on it? I have a couple of points. First on Vettel's strategy. Uh, one of our listeners, mm. Rajesh Kankavlikar, who I know is a big Sahara Force India fan. Mm. Okay, He made a very interesting point. He said Vettel won it so easily and uh, convincingly mm. that he could have probably done only two stops and still won the race, which actually is, is a great insight. But also, we think that Kimi Raikkonen did the fastest two, two, two stop strategy. That's correct. Kimi's, Kimi, back to being Kimi himself, I don't think he's fought with anyone on track, not, <laughs> not any major battles that we saw. And he actually was the fastest guy on a two-stopper strategy. And I think it did wonders for him. He's only 10 points off Sebastian Vettel in the Drivers' Championship. That is great for the championship. Hopefully, Lotus will have the budget to keep uh, their sustaining powers and probes are alive. Had Alonso not hit that issue mm -hmm. and had Kimi started slightly higher up the order, I think we would have had a really exciting fight 
for the first place finish. I, I really think so. I am really going to differ on that <laughs> one because I think once Vettel knew his strategy was working, he was pacing himself well. So I think he underused his tires possibly. of what he yeah, could have possibly. done. Possibly. I also believe that Kimi did not, like we said, have that big a fight. So why would he otherwise finish nine seconds below uh, Sebastian? So I, I personally feel it was strategy to strategy. I think Red Bull still is the fastest car. I know we have a difference of opinion on that. Alonso did not have the raw pace to win. Obviously, Ferrari now has the right to claim, hey, he had the problem. Oh, he would have won. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's that. Coming to the midfield, uh, I think the best, best battle ever between two teammates was seen between the McLaren drivers. What a race. What a race. I mean, Perez used his elbows, he used his <laughs> wings, he used his tyres, he used everything possible to stay ahead of Button. Okay. And can you imagine, the Button who's always revered to be the guy who uses his tyres best, had to, to run do. a four-stopper. As opposed to Peril, again, a tyre specialist. I mean, I know you and I have been hard on him in the last few podcasts. <laughs> okay. He finished higher up than Button. I think he drove a brilliant race. He's pro he's now baptised as a McLaren driver, like I've been tweeting. <laughs> yes, and very well put. Uh, what I also believe is McLaren was surprised to see him preserve tyres and have pace better than Button. So, Button was surprised and Button was all defensive on how my teammate can be so aggressive <laughs> with me. Dude, you've been partners with Hamilton for the longest time, so you should be used to yes. it. Yes. <laughs> okay, uh, quick mention about Grosjean. Brilliant drive. Before I come to the Force Indias, Grosjean really looked really nice. He did a great job. I'm sure the last few laps when he overtook Paul the rest of Sahara Force India, there were lots of groans across television <laughs> households in India. But I'm glad he's back and we've not seen the crash on that you know you and I have been predicting we'll suddenly see. The new chassis is helping him. A very, very consistent chassis is the Sahara Force India F1 team. Brilliant result for Paul. His best result, very nicely fought. Two-stop strategy looking very good. Was Adrian in a similar mix? Adrian could have been, should have been. I think he's just had bad luck on two back-to-back -back race weekends in mm -hmm. China. And now, uh, you know, with Massa being slightly bit more aggressive with him. Had he not had the puncture, I wouldn't see why he wouldn't have been, you know, mixing it in the front as well, along with Paul. Still of the two, who do you think would have finished higher? Hard to say, man. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, somebody who's finished higher than most of the teams that finish higher than him is a green-coloured car. The driver's name is... Charles Peak. Uh, his car was tested by... Heike Kovalainen. Thank you, Heike! Yes, thank you, it is. <laughs> and, you know, a, a point to be mentioned here, uh, which Akshay Sharnayak, one of our listeners again, mm -hmm. brought up, said that Charles Peak finished ahead of the Sauber of the es of Esteban Gutierrez. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which, yes, of course, is true if you see the race uh, results. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just that Esteban had to make an extra pit stop because of some car damage, uh, because of some incident on track. Which invariably happens every race. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, kudos to Caterham. I really hope their upgrades work. And, you know, Marusha and Caterham by themselves are making a, a race out of it. And it's great, great, great entertainment for all fans. This race has clearly been the teammates' race. You know, there's something between every teammate happening. For example, Weber not looking as good as Vettel, as every time. Um, <laughs> Felipe Massa following Alonso and doing two extra stops. And that tyre shamble. I mean, it went all over the place. What the hell happened? I don't know. You know, it's, just, it's a very interesting thing. The number two drivers in Red Bull and Ferrari usually end up having all the bad luck of the team. <laughs> I have no idea how it happens all the time. I mean, Massa had a delaminated tyre. On both the compounds, I mean, we've probably never seen that happen before as well. And I'm sure Pirelli are puzzled too. Pirelli, yes, puzzled, but they have an answer because now they can test their tyres on a Formula 1 car that they've acquired and that is... 
the HRT, which also brings me to the view that, you know, I know you and I have been planning to save money and trying to buy out HRT. <laughs> I think... I Where's think, the piggy bank? <laughs> <laughs> we need piggy banks. <laughs> okay, but on the same note, and, you know, I really wish they would have bought HRT because I can tell you HRT would have been a strong midfield running team probably in the top three by now, <laughs> given all the tire data that Pirelli has to their access. But, you know, that'll be interesting. Why shouldn't Pirelli run HRT? What do you think? That's a good one. And in fact, uh, I would say uh, Pirelli, run HRT. Uh, get two very, very handsome blokes to drive for you. Kunal Shah and Rishi Kapoor. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, another handsome bloke, handsomely rich, has a money mind for Formula 1. Bernie Ecclestone has come up with a very good marketing saga uh, of a great uh, solution to the PR of Formula 1 and that is? That is about having a random motor home order MB, you know, be implemented on track from the Bahrain Grand Prix. So w what does that exactly mean? What it means is usually you have all the garages that are lined up basis the championship positions of the team. Correct. Okay. Exactly behind each of the garages are the team motor homes where the drivers, engineers sit and meet and have meetings and have lunch, dinner, meetings, etc. That's there. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so what Bernie's now done is that the garages will remain as per the constructors championship mm -hmm. but the motorhome allocations are random so by effect what happens is the driver probably needs to walk that much more longer to get into his motorhome so there are two effects first is you could bump into a driver who's either a friend or a rival and you know exchange uh, a few good words or f hopefully a few bad or you or, could bump into Kunal Shah and Rishi Kapoor trying to interview them yes <laughs> <laughs> this what Bernie is hoping is given this whole multi 21 and team order saga that we had will lead to more interactions between drivers and media as well. And Kimi Raikkonen has to start speaking. Sebastian Vettel has to stop speaking nonsense on the on the podium as he did yesterday. Very, very offensive comment about women. Of course. I mean, sexist. I mean, Period. He needs to come and get trained under us, bro. Yeah, man. That's how like, you interact, totally. with, interact with media till Sebastian makes his way here. There is three weeks he has to learn a lot. Um... Three weeks for us to wait for Formula 1. And the bad part is MotoGP also happened yesterday. So, a oh, uh, lot less wheel action. A lot more talking action going to be happening on inside line. Because even in these two weeks, we'll be talking about the fresh news of F1 and a build-up to Spain, Barcelona, where all the teams know the track very well. Last year, Crash Ronaldo, brackets, Pastor Maldonado, won there. This year, who's it going to be? Your guess is as good as mine.